All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumbler full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. Oh yeah, still love that goddamn intro. Gang, this is my first ever episode on 420. I was outside uh, hitting the peace pipe and I'm not obliterated. I'm feeling a little bit sexier, but I didn't want to get too high because when I get that high, I don't talk. So it would just be 45 minutes of this. Yeah, that's not a good podcast. So I decided to uh, ease off the peace pipe. I'm going to crank this episode. Then I'm going to go turn my brain into fucking meatloaf. Now, you're probably going to hear my voice jockey because I am scratching like a fucking leper. So again, Texas, it's, it's beautiful outside. But I can't stay outside because whatever the fuck my blood type is, I guess it's type delicious. Those fucking, those little fucking mosquitoes. God, I'm high. You know those little fucking mosquitoes that you don't see until it's too late and you come back inside and like, fuck me, I'm covered. But clearly I'm going to be a little bit all over the place. But before I kind of get into my main topic, a couple of them. One, marijuana. That shit is phenomenal. And I was talking to someone at work today. They didn't even know what the fuck 420 was like uh, a week for your childhood. But I told you all in another episode, I I got hooked on Vicodin. We all did. Again, you you stubbed your toe back in the 90s. You got 120 pills. They didn't even ask if you wanted it. But the fucked up portion is there are more and more stories, gang, about NFL football players kind of hitting that contract year. Now, if you don't know what a contract year is, your contract year is what makes you a made man. You you get that contract pretty much. Your great-grandchildren will never have to work. You, you, you have reached that level of financial security. It's fucking phenomenal. And there have been guys that have walked away from contract years, maybe even a year or two before a contract year, because their quality of life was for shit. Right. Again, you you wake up the next day after a game and you feel like you've been a fucking car wreck. Now, that's every fucking weekend. Right. Vicodin makes you hazy as shit. You know, it destroys your liver. You're all kinds of fucked up or you can smoke a joint. Right. Ease your pain a little bit. And guys have had to make that decision because if you uh, piss dirty, you're going to get kicked out. And so there have been many a guys, or at least a handful of guys, who are like, you know what? I would much rather play with my kids. Yeah, it, it is beyond time. Can we drop the Nancy Reagan 1984 bullshit? You don't smoke a joint, then immediately go behind 7-Eleven jerking strangers off for crack rock. 
Stop with this gateway drug bullshit. We need to legalize this shit. And it's not just because I fucking love it. It's because I fucking need it. And by I, I mean, fuck, y'all seen all those documentaries. You read some of the studies. We've got people coming back from war that are all kinds of fucked up. Prescription meds, not doing their job. And sometimes it's making their issues, mental and physical, even worse. Blaze to J, bam, life is good. I was an intern for uh, the New Orleans Saints to become a strength coach. And that was the first time I ever met Kyle Turley. Dude's fucking enormous, right? It, it, it was one of those moments where I was like, I see now why my back hurts so bad. <laughs> I played against people his size. Well, Kyle played way longer than I did. He, and he sustained damage beyond damage beyond damage. And long story short, he, he ended up having to smoke weed. And now he, he grows and he's a big proponent of it. And I remember watching his story. And again, I'm just going to cut right through it so I can get to the other stuff. His mom was like, I've got my son back. His wife was like, I've got my husband back. His kids, I've got my dad back. He's active now, gang. He's coaching his kids' teens. He's living his life. And he's promoting marijuana usage in the NFL. Gang, we, we are so far past this bullshit talking point. Cut the bullshit. Legalize the 420. Do it fucking now. But I want to take a right-hand turn. You know what? Because I talked about the Mary Jane. Hold on. You know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. I'm going to take a right-hand turn into Cowardsville. Fuckface Jonathan Penland. I don't even care if I said his last name right. Y'all remember that fucker? The Army Staff Sergeant? Disgraced the uniform? A black kid was walking through the neighborhood. Penland is not a small guy. Muscular, bald, inked up, deep voice, that dude on the outside looks very intimidating. Black kids walking through the neighborhood. Jonathan Penland pulls the bullshit of, I've never seen you in this neighborhood. So fucking what? Who, who, who put you in charge, asshole? Right? God, these things are just, ah. I'm going to have to take a shower after this. I must have got hit by a million little fucking mosquitoes. <laughs> But it's the same thing, right? He hems up this dude who's half his size, right? Well, now you're talking to my wife, motherfucker. Well, he wouldn't be talking to your fucking wife if you hadn't fucked with them, you fucking coward. Right? And then, it's, and then the kid remained perfectly calm. He even addressed fuckface Jonathan Penland as sir. Sir, you know, back up. Sir, don't touch me. It was Penland. The man apparently with combat training was the one who lost his cool with someone half his size. Right? And I've always been curious, not really. Where's that energy when the dude is my size and bigger? You guys ever notice that they always go for some kid who's the size of a human thigh to, to puff up, to deepen his voice? 
You better, hey, you motherfucker. Yeah, you're either going to get out or I'm going to throw you out. Tough talk when your opponent is 135 fucking pounds, tough guy. Well, then the bros, the fam, the sisters, they showed up in front of his fucking house. Where was his energy? Huh? He wasn't Thundar the Bar Barbarian then. I bet you I probably saw three dozen uh, of the fam outside. They didn't cross his property line, but they, hey, 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 big guy, come on out. <laughs> let's, let's have a talk. He didn't act like Rambo, John Jay, not at that moment, did he? He stayed his punk ass inside. And I can hear some of y'all now. Oh, well, Robert, his daughters, they were scared. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a damn if his daughters were scared. And here's the thing. I'm never going to advocate that you go on there and put hands on his daughters. Absolutely not. But the fact they were scared, you're not going to get a fucking tear from these tear ducts. Not a single one. That fucker escaped. He's in some fucking bunker. He got, well, I think an escort out to safety. Now he's a lost cause. Whatever cowardice fucking witness protection program he entered, whatever pillow he sleeps on at night, he's still screaming nigger in it. But his daughters, maybe now they'll learn. Maybe those will be two more white people. People are like, you know what? I have a different view on this. Now, they have a very, very small taste of what black people live with in this fucking country, being afraid. Maybe those two little girls now know, first and foremost, again, fuck them. I do not care. I do not care. I do not care. Because if you didn't have sympathy for that black kid who was walking, don't expect me to have fucking sympathy for those two little white girls living in a two-story house. Zero fucking sympathy. But again, the dad, lost cause. Mom, lost cause. I've written them off. Maybe those two little girls, now, now they've gotten a taste. Because again, I've been told it, and when I say I... How many, especially Gen X black people, have we been told, get over it? I've had people to my fucking face tell me, why can't you turn the page? And like I said in a previous episode, don't ask me why I haven't turned the page. Look that fucker in the mirror, you asshole, and ask, what have I done to help Robert turn the page? Again, so far as long as I have to turn down Robert E. Lee fucking Boulevard, you don't get to tell me to fucking get over it. So again, if there is a good thing, other than we expose a fucking coward for what he is, those two little girls, again, put hands on them? Absolutely not. Hey, fam, put your hands in your pockets. Don't touch those little girls. But that demonstration outside of their house, maybe now there be two more white people on this planet who now get to see what time it is. So for fuckface Jonathan Penland, Staff Sergeant United States Army, first and foremost, hey asshole, you are you are unworthy of those that uniform. My dad, my 
father wore that uniform. You are beneath him. The shit that he flushed down the toilet this morning has more honor and is worthy of stripes well before you. I hope you get discharged. I hope you get humiliated. I truly hope the only job you can find from here on out is shoveling shit out of horse stalls. So for Robert Reed not having an ounce of fucking sympathy for Jonathan fuckface coward Penland, I'm going to hit a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm. Gin and truth and more truth. Let's go. Now, let's kind of roll a little bit more into what I really want to get into today. First, as always, let's hit it with the analogy. For as big and as strong as I am, and for how many years I've been doing martial arts, believe it or not, gang, I am not an aggressive fighter. I'm not. Mainly, I'm lazy. I don't want to put forth that kind of effort. But I'm what is known as a very defensive fighter or a counterpuncher. Now, if you don't know what that is, here's a quick definition. As a defensive fighter, I'm going to stand there. I'm going to protect myself. And I'm going to, one, use my uh, high pain tolerance to my advantage. I'm going to let you punch yourself out. I am. Your arms are going to get tired. Your shoulders are going to start to burn. Your lungs are going to expand. You're not going to feel good. And I'm going to sit there. And here's the thing. Go ahead. Hit me. Pain hurts me. I feel pain. But I have the ability to take just a little bit more than the average person. Now, here's the thing. Eventually, you're going to get tired. You're going to get sloppy. You're going to throw a jab. And instead of bringing that fist right back to your chin, you're going to drop it. That's what I'm waiting for. And the moment that thing does not make a straight line from my face back to yours, that's when I launch one. I'm not going to sit here and punch myself out. Fuck you. I'm going to let you burn yourself out. So basically, I'm letting you defeat yourself. To me, that's a very smart strategy. Again, I'm not an aggressive fighter. I am not. I'm going to wait for you to hurt you. That is a very smart battle strategy. That kind of leads me in to Candace fucking Owens. Now, I went after her one time on Twitter, and I got hit with my longest suspension ever. I called her a coon. On my podcast, I've called her portion of the Motisa tribe. There's a good chance today I'm going to say both. Gang, I said this in another episode, but today I'm really going to focus on Candace. Fox News, these assholes are smart enough. They're hate-filled, they're bigots, and yes, I'm going to say it, they're fucking racist. But even Fox News knows there's a line that they can't cross. Hate Barbie, Laura Ingram. Human thumbprint, Sean Hannity. Carson, fucking McNeil, McSwanson, fucking Abercrombie the third. All these assholes, they know there's a line that not even they can or should step over. They can hit towards shit. But they don't go all the way. 
But people like Candace Owens give their message legitimacy. Again, if it's just a bunch of rich entitled white people, again, they know they 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 are definitely appealing to a good portion of this country. But what keeps them jazzed up are the coons. That's what makes all of our job, not just black people, but our all our other brothers and sisters who are down for the cause. I've been told on Twitter, I have, I have. It's why again, I have a very short list of reasons why I will block, and this is one of them. When you kind of get the, why can't you be more like Candace? Why can't you be more like Jesse Lee Peterson? I'm insulted. I can't say her name because I didn't get permission. But there's someone on Twitter, formed a phenomenal relationship with her. We've exchanged phone numbers. She is definitely someone I'm going to see once it's safe to get up and get the fuck out of Texas. But she has been told. Uh, she, um, fuck, it was Candace Owens. <laughs> She's like, yeah, she had a white coworker, I believe it was, tell her, you, you remind me of Candace Owens. She was massively insulted, and she should have been. And the white lady was fucking confused, right? It just, that, that is a fucking insult. And I've said it before. If as a black person, you feel more comfortable in a room full of white people wearing red MAGA baseball hats, then you would be at my Uncle Jojo cookout. Use a coon. And you're a problem. You are a problem. Gang, if this was fucking 1801, y'all know what time it is. The house niggas and then the field niggas. I'm 6'3", 245 pounds, and I'm dark. Where the fuck do you think I would be? I'd be a buck. I'd be out there slaving my ass off, eating food so rancid. I want to fucking throw up. Candace's monkey ass would be the house nigga. And now, y'all, if you haven't figured it out, I'm a little bit on the rebellious side. And so when I'm sitting here trying to fucking coordinate the motherfucking slave rebellion or the escape, Candace would be the one, hey, boss, oh, oh them niggas, oh, they're they, they going to escape tonight, so next thing you know, my foot's fucking cut off. Not because... The white man found me because Candace's monkey ass sold me out. So let's see a little bit of background on Candace fucking Owens. She started out. And you know what? Before I go, before I hit Candace, let me tell y'all something. I'm willing to listen to both the Republican and the Democrat side. I, I have never understood kind of hardcore either way. Right. I, I will never sit here and tell you one side has all the correct answers. I think a little bit of over here, a little bit over there. You shake it up in a blender. I, I think that's just logical. I really think that's just logical. For lack of a better term, I don't think it's as black and white as we make it out to be sometimes. So I don't care. Excuse me. If a black person is a Republican, if you can articulate a logical reason as to why you hold the political position you do, I'm going to say, okay. Then I'm going to say, hey, let's sit down and let's have a talk. Maybe I can learn something from you. But you got the Candace Owens and you got the people like that. And I've been I've been sold this at work. For one person, it didn't work out too well. <laughs> then the word got out. It's like people started writing that shit down. Note to self, don't say that to the big guy. But it's when, oh, when I was at work, I was talking about fucking crotch rotten shower mildew 
fucking diamond and silk. Those two shucking and jiving idiots. And when I went uh, in on them, one person was like, oh, oh, what, what, a black person can't be a free thinker? Shut the fuck up. Apparently, the definition of black free thinker is one that agrees with white pol uh, politics and talking points. Funny how that works out. Again, I'm never going to bash a black person for being a Republican. There's no sarcasm in my voice when I say that. Again, if you can articulate logical, coherent, intelligent reasons for your stance, knock yourself out. We're not a monolith. I know stereotypically blacks are all Democrats. And I don't give a shit. If you have a solid, intelligent reason for your stance, I respect it. I may not agree, but I respect it. So, no, I'm not going in on Candace because she's a conservative. I'm going in on her because she's a fucking sellout and she makes all of our jobs harder to deal with. Now, in the beginning, fuckface Candace Owens started out as a liberal. She was a Democrat. Now, here's a person who uses the phrase identity politics all the fucking time. Here's someone who says, you know, the Democrats are only after you because you're black and all those fucking talking points, right? Well, she started out the liberal. And when in high school, and I'm not even making fun of this, she was a victim of a hate crime. I think it was uh, the mayor's son, someone, and his cronies. There was someone of prominence. I fucking forgot. I looked it up, but I'm high. So fuck y'all. It was like four or five white boys got a hold to her phone number and sent her fucked up ass text. Not like Jigaboo or, you know, whatever the fuck. Straight up threatening death. That's not okay. Not even for Candace Owens. What did I wrote some of that shit down? They straight up threatened to kill her simply because she's black. They used the word nigger several times. And the quote that stood out, we're going to unload a bullet in the back of your head. That is execution style. Gang, that's not just physical. That's mental torture. I mean, I teach that in my self-defense classes. When someone is behind you, the reason why it is scary is because they're behind you. You can't see. You don't know what's coming up next. Threatening to kill someone executioner style. I'm not going to get into detail. That is mental torture. Not even Candace Owens deserves that. I, I, I am not okay with that. And on this, I will stand up with Candace Owens. She did not earn that. Even now that I don't like her, I still, if I found out a Democrat said that, Trust me, there'd be a podcast about that shit too. Now the shit got so heated, gang, that the NAACP got involved. She was awarded, as far as I'm concerned, chump change, $37,500. Way to go, Candace. Again, I'm not, I'm not ragging on her for that. She earned that money. And I, and I hope those boys, their life is a hell of a lot harder. But here's the thing. I've seen her talk about it on Joe Rogan and other shows. And she's one, it's the stereotypical, harsh conservative talking point. Oh, don't be a victim. Shut the fuck up. 
you don't it's again it, it's the audacity to tell you as a white person to tell me how to be black in this fucking country shut the fuck up that's my stance on abortion i've got a dick how dare i tell a woman how to be a woman in this fucking country and what to do with her body i'm not part of the conversation as far as i'm concerned so this don't be a victim it's easy for you to say fucker you don't look anything like me you don't have my experience don't tell me how to react to fucked up ass situations. But it, because of Candace, this type of talk continues to gain momentum. Now she went again, she went on Rogan's show and she's like, oh, you know, now I look back at that incident and oh, I acted like such a victim. And oh, she, it, she is making it harder for everyone else who's going to come after her who's in the same position. But here's the thing. And I asked her and I asked Stacey Dash, the exact same fucking questions. Remember when Stacey Dash, when she was doing the Candace Owens bullshit, when she was a host on fucking Fox, when her monkey ass, it's a whole, it, it's along the lines of why isn't there white history month? Shut the fuck up! Right? She was, oh, well, if we want to be equal, then we have to get rid of channels like BET and the BET awards, where all you do is get awarded just because you're black. Gang, do not make me go head first in on that one. Please tell me you're on the same page. Can, uh, Candace, Stacey Dash, she got paid by BET. She was on their shows. She was given money. So I wonder, her, I wonder, Candace, you're so fucking upright with your morality. You're all about doing the right thing. Let me ask both those two countries one question. Did you give the money back? Candace, if you feel so bad about being a fucking victim, why didn't you give the money back? And if you did, I'll do another podcast and say she did. She did the right thing. But don't sit there and make it harder for other blacks coming after you, experiencing what you experienced, what, and even worse sometimes. And you're like, well, don't be a victim. You stupid bastard. You were a victim and legitimately a victim. You know, it's kind of like when I ranted last year about boys not being allowed to cry. Why not? Boys have feelings. You want to know why? We're human. Humans have feelings. They can be hurt. And if you want to fucking cry, cry. It, it, it is legitimate when you are on the receiving end of either a mental or physical assault Yes, you're a victim. It doesn't make you weak. It means the other person is a fucking asshole and they took advantage of some, like fuckface Jonathan Penland. He took advantage of someone who was physically his inferior. Everything about his body language said, I'm going to fuck you up. Again, he would have talked like that to me. The first thing I would have said is, one, you needed one, back the fuck up. And two, you better get that bass out your voice. Because if you don't think for two seconds, I may be a little crazier than you, you're about to learn the hard way. But that boy was a victim, and there's nothing wrong with saying that. It doesn't make you weak. It means someone else was a fucking asshole. And Candace Owens was legitimately a fucking victim. She earned that fucking money. And if I would have found out it was 80000 I would have said, bitch, you should have gotten 180000 Make those fuckers pay, but she makes a living 
back backing up the likes of all the Sean Hannity's and those racist assholes telling black people don't be a victim. Well, here's the thing. It's not our fault. It's your fault. We're not the weak ones. You are. You're flexing on a minority community. Fuck you. But again, if, if you're so morally upright, if your walk with Christ is that good, if, if the Republican way of life is so superior, why didn't you give the money back? If, if that's how you really feel. I got more shit to say about the Kuntress, the queen of the Motisa tribe, Candace Owens. But I'm looking at the clock. I'm hitting the 29-minute mark. So you know what time it is. You know the routine. I'm going to drain the weasel. I'm going to freshen up some of this delicious Hendrix. And then I'm going to go in on part two on the Kuntress. Candace Owens, Jen and Truth. Let's go.